Despite hardship, bigotry, indifference, and general ennui, love is the most powerful force in the universe. As William Latour sang in the 80s, people are still having sex, this AIDS thing isn't working. No matter what, you can't stop the beat when it comes to people seeking pleasure. Today, comedian Matt Brown joins us to take a look back at all the wild experiences we've had when it comes to shaking our group thing. Stories of group scenes, cruising, playing music in the bedroom, and getting banned from gay hookup apps. And if we've ever hooked up with a pretty lady. Plus, Mike Tyson and Evander Holofield team up to release an ear-shaped marijuana edible. Why racists love puppets. And in his quest to avoid paying his employees a livable wage, Amazon CEO Jeff Bezos says he'll donate all his money to charity. Hi, everyone. It's charity. (laughs) I'm Fausto Fernos. I'm Mark Fillion. And this is Feast of Fun. What is the oldest piece of like podcast equipment in this room that still works? Fausto. <laughs> oh, that's so sweet. Oh. I don't know. What's old? Uh, well, we've been doing this podcast now almost for two decades. Eight, yeah, coming up on Which our- is like, we're, we're older than the 50s were in, when the movie Grease hit theaters. Oh, geez. What about that's- Happy Days? And happy days and all that shit. You're like, you know, wow. Like we're we're the retro version of our own selves. I'm sorry. I don't know if my headphones went out or if I'm not recording, but I can't hear anything. I can hear you perfectly. Okay, yeah. okay. So it's just my headphones. That's yeah. fine. Then you don't have to wear the headphones because you have this gorgeous uh, bouffant. You, do you want to try a different hole? I I I, I normally like to try them all. I'm well, gonna put you in a you different know, hole. Matt Brown, uh, if you want to have a recording career, a future in entertainment, yes. you have yes. to learn how to use headphones. I probably yes. should. Damn it! But if I did, then I wouldn't know everything it takes to be a beautiful guest. Okay, this is better. Is that better? This is better because okay. sometimes when you don't know shit, you're charming. Yeah. So you just got to find the right hole. Yeah. That's good and advice stick it for in it. Mm-hmm. I've been looking for the wrong one since high school. Yeah. And when it doesn't work, just pull it out and then. You know, Spit ask for it. permission mm-hmm. and then put it back in. And if it pulls out dirty, then just forget you ever saw it. <laughs> just go back in there. Just go back in there. It's warm. Just yeah. don't breathe. Yeah. Who yeah. <laughs> knows? That's what the poppers do. They kill the smell. <laughs> so, like, Mark and I, we were hanging out uh, at the gym. We went to this gym last night. And, you know, after the COVID pandemic took place, I saw a lot of people that I was, like, you know, peripherally social with. You know, like the guy who checks you out at the grocery store, the person you see when you're walking your dog down the street. The guy who grabs your ass at the bar, you know, yeah. just the, the non-playing characters. And I was like, that guy at the gym, you know, he was kind of an interesting person. I used to chat with him because I would sit in a jacuzzi and, and you know, yuck it up. Uh, you know, he was mm. kind of weird and, and, and stuff, but it was interesting. And I was like, this man is dead. Were you COVID a- got him. Were you in a jacuzzi wearing a mask? I, no. Okay. I no, just, no. I needed to paint a picture. But so, so in my mind, I thought, you know, this guy is dead because I hadn't seen him in a long time. And mm-hmm. he was there. And I was just like, oh, I'm so glad you're still alive. You know, I have no idea who you are. But, you know, I used to, in my mind, I thought yeah. that man died from well, COVID. Maybe it was a ghost. It was a, it was a horny ghost. That's a really unfair assumption to have about someone your own age, that they're just dead. <laughs> COVID got him. COVID got him. Well, no, I mean, I know some people who are really young who died from COVID right off the bat. 
Like it was just like before the vaccines were available, they just went bam like that. I maybe it wasn't COVID. Maybe it was actually like their roof that they jumped off of, and they blame they had COVID when they jumped. No, I mean it's like some some beautiful people is like they just got a bad pneumonia, and that was the end of them. I only know ugly people who died. What a shame. So now that we're sort of like in the tail end, uh, you know, I guess we're moving forward with the pandemic for better or for worse, you know, and people are starting to trust each other. And this monkeypox thing didn't work. AIDS didn't work. HIV didn't work. Uh, COVID didn't work. Sex is still happening like the pop song used to. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. You know what I'm referencing, right? No, actually. You got a blind spot in my pop culture references. So there's a, a song that says, uh, people are still having sex. This AIDS thing isn't working. Oh. I think that they updated the song, too, and changed it. Or They're something. like, people are still having sex. This monkey pox sex thing. sex isn't working or something. I don't know. It was mm-hmm. Or HIV is not. Yeah. yeah. They took the AIDS thing out, I think. And that was really edgy. Like, they used to play it in was clubs. On, it was on the radio. We would dance to it. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you know? We're like, yeah, AIDS. Yeah. yeah people did. are still having sex. Sure. And it feels good. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Can I get a hoinya? I remember when I was like, this would have been like January or February 2021. So we're like in the middle of like being precautious. Like it was like dark ages. And I hooked up with some dude and this man stuck his fingers in my mouth and I have never kicked anybody out of my home faster <laughs> or with like, like m- that? N- in the middle of a pandemic. I don't know you. I'm already taking a risk jumping into your ass raw and then you're just going to stick your dirty fucking hands that have been all over everything in my fucking mouth. Who are you? Oh, that's right. You don't like hands, but you, you, you'll eat an ass. That's completely you different. Fingers. Your fingers have been more places than your ass has that day. Okay. If you think about it logistically with what it's touched, I'm just looking at it pure from logic. Why is it when somebody wants to eat your ass, the next thing they want to do is kiss you to show you what your own ass tastes like? Because if you taste good, you should know. And if you don't, <laughs> you also should know. I'm like, let's, I'm so glad we just got a bidet. Cause I'm like, I'm, I, I, it's not that like people eat my ass all the time anyways, mm-hmm. but I'm just like, today may be the day that my ass gets eaten. And I'm forced to eat my own ass. So I want to wash that. I just love it because it's like it, you just feel like light and free afterwards. Yeah. You know, you're just like you don't have like poop holding you down. Well, that's the whole it's point fresh. of wiping when you poop, yeah, right? Right. Uh-huh. But it's also you feel like sometimes you can you, know, you can wipe and you can wipe and you wipe. It's just not you know if you you want water, you want cleansing. You know, <laughs> and it's sometimes if it's rough down there, you add a little soap. And in the history of this podcast, you know. Some of the most funkiest episodes when we did public health forums mm-hmm. here in Chicago, which we uh, lovingly call um, Hillbilly Emergency Room. <laughs> <laughs> you know, that remember that skit on Saturday Night Live? They're like, you know, they're going up to the nurse and they're saying some stupid shit. And they're like, thank you. Thank you very much. We had uh, with the with mm-hmm. different nonprofits, we organized these live podcasts and and. And we had doctors and people were asking their sexual questions or mm-hmm. STDs or health related questions. Mm-hmm. And there was this guy who, who like in the middle of it, he was over it. Mm-hmm. And he's like, you know, I have a legitimate question about fisking. No. And we're like fisking. Like the university fisk. Fisking. Like what do you think? He said fisking. I was holding the microphone cause I'm doing the Phil Donahue out in the audience. Of course you are. And as oh, you're Marlo Thomas. This, as, he's, <laughs> as he's saying this, he's holding his arm out kind of like this, and then he's pointing to his forearm uh, no. as to like how far he got it up there. No. And asking like how to get the smell out of his hand after fisting somebody. No. And the doctor is just like, 
well, we do this thing, you know, in, in, um, in medicine, it's just like uh, dilute, dilute, dilute. So what you have to do is you just have to wash it. With soap and water. water. With soap and water and keep on washing it until you don't get it anymore. Because like, you know, your your feces has oil in it. Mm-hmm. And that oil is what holds on to that smell. So you have to break the oil. And then just like in Hillbilly Emergency Room on SNL, he goes, oh, thank you very much. And, and then, then he sat, sat back down. down. If he wanted to know how to get the smell out, you see this, I can already tell this man's white. Because he's actually black. He, he was? was? Black. Yeah. He was black and he was asking how to smell it. He didn't yeah. know anyone who knew how to make chitlins. He didn't. <laughs> what the fuck? He was black and he did not know how to get the smell out. He comes from a long line of people who've been making chitlins for centuries out of like fucking beef or goat intestines, mm-hmm. whatever we got, wherever we could find it. <laughs> and he doesn't know how to get the smell out. If you can get the smell out of your grandma's house, you can get it out of your hand. Come on. Yeah. Well, now he knows. Well, get the, the peri wash. You know, it, it's like, you know, sex is. is inherently means bodily fluids it can be sex dirty. is dirty it's dirty baby it's it's funky mm. it's in the, you know the title of the show is let your freak flag fly freely yeah today we're sharing our, our most uh funkiest most rotten most outrageous sex stories uh, respecting people's privacy of course yeah i'm only sharing their middle names <laughs> mark w felian <laughs> what what today w for what yeah and and you know and people always ask us like how did mark and i meet which is a good story um i had been chatting with somebody on aol like pages mm-hmm who was sending me pictures via email very slowly mm-hmm. of a person who looked like mark and and so I saw saw him at this like you know club called the Eagle where people were like sucking dicks in the back room and he was like standing there kind of giggling at the people coming in and out of there and so was I and so I went up to him and I was like have I been chatting with you on the internet and Mark's like internet what the hell is that mm. and that's how long ago it was and so I was like it's beautiful well I have some you know pictures of you. At my computer at home. Do you want to come by and see? I him? think we were already making out at the bar at this yeah. point, and I also believe that you already asked me to marry you at this point. In time uh, about a, a week later. That no, it, I think you pretty much asked me to marry you within the first ten minutes of oh, talking to me. And, and was I wrong? No, he knows how to greet people. <laughs> He's What's from that? Puerto Rico. They're cordial. I know good thing when I see him, and so I right. brought him home. And you know, Mark and I we were having sex, and. Can I tell the story? You can tell the story if you want. And unprotected sex. Oh, back in the 90s. Yeah. And I was I was taking a risk, you know. There was no prep. He nothing. was taking more than you were, but, but that's I was a different like, story. I was like I was liking what I saw. And and then Mark, we're having sex, we're done, you know, and stuff. And Mark looks at all my crap, art crap, you know, drag crap, and he's like, Do you like the show? Earth Final Conflict? The TV show. The TV show. I was like, yes. <laughs> and I was like, I could tell. That was that was, that was the mm-hmm. end of me. And that that's how and that is how Feast of Fun was born. There you oh. go. <laughs> Isn't that a nice it story? It started as a felch of fun and ended as a feast. How beautiful. <laughs> how beautiful. And kids, that's you know, moral of the story is don't be afraid to bring your man home, even if you got a lot of crazy shit lying around your bed. Actually, you should be afraid. People die every day, but And and do people call you daddy during sex? They have, they have and will in the future. I sincerely hope because you're only, Uh, how old are you, Matt? 
I am 24, almost 25. Wow. Tw- you turned 25 in January? Mm-hmm. You remembered. I remembered. You're a Capricorn. Or Aquarius. Aquarius. I'm, I'm way, way too mean to be a Capricorn. <laughs> Capricorn- are Aquarians mean? Cra- Capricorns get shit done. Okay. Aquarians, we're a problem. We uh, are. Are we? Whenever I like am talking to a new guy and he knows about astrology and he asks what my sign is, like I react the same way. Like when a guy asks me what my sign is, the same way as like, what do you do for a living? I just start laughing. Like, cause when they find out they're going to be so upset and confused. No one wants an Aquarius. No one's out there Why? like looking for their Aquarian man. Why not? We're hard to read. We tend to be mean. Um, we're just very like weird. We're solo creatures by and large. It do, takes... you fi- do, you, do you agree with that assessment of me? What? The you? Yeah. That you're a mean little sissy. <laughs> I mean, little, very sissy. set in our ways. Very I'm demanding. Insightful. Yeah. <laughs> Insight like S I G H T or C I T E S I H S I G H T. You're incendiary. That's no. what you are. You yeah. start shit. What was the name of the the guy that mean little says E Patrick Johnson? So he came on our podcast one time and he's like. Reading a story about a mean little sissy. Mm-hmm. He just won an HRC just gave him an award. Congra- congratulations. And he listened to this podcast. He did. He does. Mm-hmm. No, I mean, in the past or currently? Uh, last time I saw him, he says he's been like going for long walks and listening to the podcast. He's like, mm-hmm. that Matt Brown is, is speaks for America's future. He's the best person in the world. He thought I was Christian Walker. <laughs> and he doesn't know. Actually, E. Patrick Johnson does not sound like that at all. I, but yeah. <laughs> Who does? He's a black academic. Oh, is that your James Baldwin? He does. He's very <laughs> James Baldwin, but he has, you know, not as, not as a, uh, he's, salty. He, has a he's, he has a sweet demeanor. Yeah. It's like, so that's why he named his book mm-hmm. Sweet Tea. Okay. And in his book, he talks about like mean little sissy. Queer black man in the South. And this mean little sissy fucked somebody up shit mm-hmm. real good. With a razor blade. I yeah. Think, right? Good. Yeah. Good. You and know. you, you have this thing like, you know, this energy, well, you don't know if you're going to fuck you or kill you. Yeah, yeah, and you <laughs> should be scared. You, and you should be scared. Always on your guard. Um, to tell you a story that involves a word you can't say that I can. Um, uh, oh I, no! I was um, uh, I was at Lincoln Felching. Lodge, of course. I was at Lincoln Lodge, one of my favorite comedy venues yeah. in the city. And uh, one of the guys who produces there, he's great. We've been doing stand up together for years and years and years. We were outside smoking a cigarette, and Jarrell turns to me. He's like, "Matt, you know, you're like eighty percent Kathy Griffin and twenty percent nigga off the street." <laughs> And that's about the ratio. There's a lot of like annoying Midwestern high energy, but then I also might fuck you up and you just, you'll find out about it the minute after it happens. Yeah. You got thug loving. It's very, yes. Very, very, very You know, one thing we used to also talk about is like six footers Mm -hmm. with Miss Ronnie here on the show. And, and uh, you are six feet tall. Yeah. Yeah. You're a man that people want. Accordingly, yeah. Even no. though you uh, people confuse but you, but you say non-binary. you have no game though when people meet you in yeah. person. In person, no. Online, I have all the game in the world. In person, I'm useless. Okay, so like uh, the pictures work, the words work on the grinder, and the, the, pic- the and pictures everything. work, the way I talk to people works. Okay, like if I can curate, I have to curate the image of who they have to believe I am when they meet okay. me. Because if they just use like what's actually in front of them to figure out what's there, they ain't gonna like it. But. <laughs> I, I, I have to like create this whole art gallery of a personality and then invite them to it. Uh-huh. And then they're like, Ooh, this is fun. But and if they, they ever just show up and be like, not what I was expecting. Yes. That does also happen too. Yeah. Uh, one You're like wish.com. Yeah, one guy I fucked a couple weeks ago. He's like, you're the strangest person I ever met. And I'm like, I know. 
I kind of called a freak recently. Oh, me, not you. Okay. No. Were you in the middle of doing something freaky? I was, uh, I didn't think it was that freaky, but well, what was, are you doing? I, it was a, a weird an situation. Act. It was an act. It was a neighbor that and involved a man went over and just, you know, did a little something. And then things ended very quickly because, you know, you were good at it. I was, you know, they were very excited. And mm-hmm. then, I said a few things and uh, da da da. And he said, "You're a real freak." And I said, "Well, thank you." Well, okay. <laughs> okay. Out of the from the bottom of my heart, uh-huh. can we please have a moment? Like, I want to make all the men who are like worried about some things like just calm down and relax okay. in their lives. Yeah. Like what? I love a premature ejaculator. Do you? Oh, from the bottom of my heart. Can do. I love it. I love it so much because I do not want to get fucked in the ass often. Mm -hmm. So when I do, I don't need the last three years. (laughs) I don't need it to like be longer than how the West was one. I don't want to be asking for an intermission. Like, you know, we shouldn't need three directors to shoot this movie. You feel me? Yeah. 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 So like if, if it's over fast, I'm happy about that. There's times you can take it, uh, you know, but there's some people, you know, that they want it for a very, very long time. I find that when, when I can take it is when I have been taking it. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, once that door gets opened, it's that barn door. It well, stays open. Because sometimes, you know, <laughs> when you get your kitty punch real hard and uh, right in the eye, they punch Hello Kitty right in her mouth where she ain't got no teeth. And um, when that when you're feeling it the next day, sometimes the only way to not feel it as much the next day is go feel more of it the next day. You feel me? Because <laughs> you can either walk around feeling empty or get the scratch well, you know you, you hear this criticism about the times we live in that people have forgotten how to flirt with each other because they oh, I have all on social media hookup apps you mm-hmm. know through their cellular devices but I feel like you know all that's done is really like giving people like us more opportunity to shine mm-hmm. because we can be whoever we are want to be absolutely and our imaginations are very powerful and so we're able to grab people on our, our phones that we couldn't in real life. It's shocking to me. Like the amount of like guys will, if they just meet yeah. me off the street, will think that my voice is faggy. But if they meet me online first, they don't think anything about it. Mm-hmm. Like it's just, you, you are very much in control of the image you project and portray mm-hmm. and you can either reap the benefits mm-hmm. or the rewards or the consequences of it. There's a guy in Chicago who will hit guys up on Grinder mm-hmm. and then have them be like, uh, send me a voice recording, you know, of yeah, I want to hear that, that, that mm-hmm. kind of thing. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I thought, well, I'll, I'll do it. You know what I mean? So I just kind of did my normal speaking voice, said something. And then he's just like wrote back. He was just like, that's the most feminine sounding voice that I've ever heard. I could never be with somebody like you. And I'm just kind of mm-hmm. like, I have like a really deep voice. Yeah. Like there's not very much anything about my voice that seems very feminine. Well, and so I think it's second. just a troll. Let, let's hear what you said. I don't let's, remember what, what, what I what, said. I mean, <clears throat> if you were to do it now. Hi, you know, the, uh, my name is Mark. How are you? Nice to meet you. That, that is very good, sissy. Mm-hmm. No, it's not. Yeah. You said hi. You gave him a real name. Let me, let let me play that back shit. for you. Okay, ready? Okay. Hey, girl, it's Mark. How you doing? Let's fuck. That's Maybe what that's I heard. What he would have liked. That's what I heard. <laughs> what What is your most butch voice you can do? Um, my most butch voice. Yeah. Okay, um, ma'am. That's about it. That's ma'am. about. <laughs> Baby, lock the door and turn the lights down low. That's about as much as I got. 
<laughs> That's what I Paging got. Paging Mr. Herman. Mr. Herman to the front desk. No, okay, one time, this is funny. So one time I was with all my friends when I was in high school. I was probably 17 years old. We're at a steak and shake in Springfield, Illinois. We're deep in the woods. And there's this married couple that is also at the steak and shake because they like left a concert and they just wanted to get like a burger before they had to go back home with their fucking kid or whatever. And they could hear us all talking. Of my friend group in high school, I'm the only gay one. So when I say they hear us, I say they hear me. And so they start talking to us, interacting with us. And the man, uh, the the husband in the relationship, he's like, I really, I'll get you a drink here. I'll get you whatever you want off the menu here. If you just talk to me in a straight guy voice, I just, I need to hear it. I need to hear you try so bad. <laughs> I was like 16, 17 years old. No, 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 no. So he was like, I was like, you really want to hear it? And he's like, yeah. So I looked at his wife and I'm like, ma'am. Can I eat your pussy? And <laughs> he didn't play 20 questions with me anymore. Uh, he didn't. He didn't. He gave up. Yeah. Yeah. No, he I think we're still friends on Facebook. Honestly, uh, something in my mind wants to say his name is Marco or Marcos. Something like that. He's probably in love with you. I hope. I hope he's left that lovely woman, gave her all his money, and then he's come back to meet me poor. That's how most men show up to my front door, bro. Your butch <laughs> voice is very country western, like Brooks and Dunn. Like the sun goes down. Well, yeah, because like out of town. I'm from Appalachia. All my uncles and shit sound like this. This is where Appalachia yeah. is where Dolly Parton land. Yeah, Kentucky, Tennessee, West Virginia, like you know, Mountain Mama out there in the mountain. Mountain Mama, take Here's me home. Northern Appalachia. Is it? Mm -hmm. Oh, so you both are Appalachian realness. Mm -hmm. I'm so country. We used to sing, uh, when my uncle Rob died, we all sang John Denver songs at his funeral. Like oh, that that's how country, country we were. Mm -hmm. Take country me home and we did. Roads. And we did. Take me home. People love that song. Mm -hmm. My uncle Rob used Can to you play sing a little bit in your butch voice. <laughs> to the place. Take me home country roads to the place I belong West Virginia Mountain Mama take me home. <laughs> X Factor. There you go. There you Busting go. Right Too butch. Too there butch you go. for there you go. Oh, Too hot for Wait, should time. I drop my ass in a shower like Lil Nas X while I do it? Like take this pussy country roads to the fucking bathhouse I belong. Do, do should we do think that? of Little Nas X as butch or femme? No one thinks of him as butch. No Nobody. Yeah. Nobody. Okay. That I don't think the guy that. he fucked last night thinks he was butch. <laughs> I don't. Oh. You know, ever since we did the the bodybuilding podcast, let's grow big together. You know, I I, I was noticing this that mm -hmm. a lot of like athletes and bodybuilders mm -hmm. they do their demon voice. Yeah. They're like this, you know. It, and, and it's basically as if you were like, you know, possessed by Satan. Indeed. Right, exactly. At the, at the stadium arena. From the corners of hell. My arms are too short to box with God at the Airy Crown Theater this weekend with my, Tyler Perry as Medea. My arms are too short to wipe my ass in Fausto Furnos' bathroom this weekend <laughs> for the rest of our lives. Run, the monster truck rally and Medea showcase. <laughs> <laughs> and, it, and, it, and, you know, and some guys, they're just like... Yeah, daddy. Huh? Well, because a lot of body, a lot of guys who are really concerned and yeah. like their appearance, yeah. trying to look as masculine as possible. Yeah. It's because they're, you know, they're doing a Caitlyn Jenner. They're running the decathlon to be the biggest, toughest man in the world because they don't feel that way, actually. I they're trying to cover to some shit. Pound my bussy. I hate that <laughs> word. I hate bussy with a B. That's such I a gross word. Bussy. No. Bussy. I hate that word. Ride the bussy. No, uh, no, it's too late. Boy, pussy. I, 
Yeah. What is bussy? Boy pussy. Exactly. Yeah. No, no, bussy. No. Do you like mangina? No. No, that's worse. It's more than a meal. It's a mangina. <laughs> it's man witch. I'm screaming. <laughs> <laughs> you just can't win when you combine like male and vagina or bussy or pussy. No, you shouldn't. You shouldn't. Let's just, whatever. It's not a hole. No, whatever. Pussy's not too good for anybody. I think I that's a beautiful word for my, everybody. Your dick. In my butt. If you said and it, pound it. If you said it like that to anybody, the only person who would would be Mr. T in the Eddie Murphy joke, Thank where he's you. like, "I want you to fuck me up the ass." Like that's literally mm. the only person who would respond to that. It was so homophobic, and it was the funniest thing for a good decade. It, it still is. And my sister and I, for some reason, we got a cassette of Eddie Murphy's Raw, mm-hmm. and my parent, and we would just pass it. You know, mm-hmm. on Walkmans mm-hmm. to each other, and we'd sit there quietly giggling about it. Eddie, why'd you put your dick in the sink? Hmm. And we were roaring. And I said, so one day I turned to my mother, I'm like, you know, mom, when I grow up, I want to be a stand up comedian. And she's like, they do so many drugs. Why would you want to do that? She's right. <laughs> yes, we do. But you know who doesn't do drugs and drink? Mm. Eddie Murphy. What? I just found out about that. Not yeah. anymore. No, even back then in the day. That's a lie. That's a lie. It's just I haven't been feeling that well. <laughs> no, no. Eddie Murphy has always been having Eddie a good time. Eddie Murphy said that he never really got into drugs or alcohol. Okay. He was like on the straight and narrow path, I guess. And I only fucked one or two dudes, you know. Well, listen, just because you enjoy a little uh, nonconformity does not make you uh, somebody who imbibes. You know what I'm saying? Mm. You're not buying it? No. Those two go in hand in hand? What, what, what kind of drugs do you think Eddie Murphy would do? I think back in the day, if you had $5, you were doing more coke than you knew what to do with. I mean, if you just had any money back then, everybody was putting everything up their nose. Mm. We did a lot of coke. Mark did a lot of cocaine. I did do a lot of In the 80s. Like, yeah. I had, I, I did cocaine maybe like 10 times in my whole life. Oh. And every time I'm doing it, I'm just like, let's talk. Let's and people are like, shut the fuck up. I always think it's so funny how people want to do coke when they're out. I want to be, like, alone. I just, like, back when I was being... Oh, we would do coke out, and we'd do it in the bathrooms. We'd do bumps. We'd, I... we'd rip off the, the filter on our cigarette. We'd dip our cigarette butt in, oh, yeah. into the coke and light that up and smoke that at the bar. Oh, yeah, no, I've been crazy with my friends. Like, I have, but, like, by and large, back when I was doing that, which was years ago. We, we, we passed that. We're beyond it. We're over it. But back when I was doing that shit, I wanted to be alone with my thoughts and my hatred for the world. I didn't, like... Salty. Well, yeah. drugs are how people often bond together. They bond through drugs. Uh, I need to party and I needed parties. to bond with all my alters. Mm-hmm. Okay, I need to bond with all my different personalities. Integrate your personalities. Yeah, you use cocaine for that. Oh, well, and, and a few other things. Well, that's one thing I've observed. Like anytime I'm on any kind of drug at a certain age, like my dick just doesn't work. So it's like you mm-hmm. know, doing drugs and sex just don't go. That's why I don't like whiskey coke. dick. I don't like coke because it doesn't make yeah. my it makes my dick not work. Yeah. I had I spent years and years and years trying to find the right psychiatric medication because everything that worked for my brain turned my dick off, and then the stuff that didn't turn my dick off wasn't doing anything for my head. It took years to f- no everything fucks with well, your how's dick. How's your head now? 
No complaints. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Elvira. You feel balanced up there and uh, hard down below? Yeah, no, I would honestly say, and you guys know me but the better than anybody, so you'll find this really funny, mm -hmm. but I would say over the past 15 or months or so, I felt very balanced and normal for me. So, <laughs> yeah, yeah, for about the past year and a half or so, I think we're, we're all good. Good, 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 because you've had no. your challenges, that's for sure. Oh, I was absolutely out of my fucking gourd. I was crazy. I was nuttier than squirrel shit. It was bad. It was bad. I was a Listen, kids, let me just tell you right out there. If you think there's just the tiniest inclination that any of the littlest thing might be a little bit wrong, go talk to somebody. Tell your mommy you need to go to the doctor, get your ass to the doctor, get to a therapist, get to a somewhere. Because when you don't deal with shit, you'll be awake for nine days and then going to the psych ward, not of your own volition. So my darlings, take care of your shit, because it'll take care of you. If you don't take care of you, <laughs> it will. Will you play that, uh, that, that, those, those pipes over there? The more you know. You deserve to take care of yourself. Do it, goddamn. That's sound it. advice. You deserve a break today. Mm -hmm. You know, you deserve a, a good, if, if dicks is what you want, you deserve a nice, hard dick. You been getting some good dick lately? Oh, yes, darling. I have been slutting on these streets. Yeah. I have been very, well, <laughs> or um, the way I would like. you often were not, described yourself as not a very sexual person. I, that's changed now? I wouldn't say it's changed. I just, I don't know. Maybe we're, maybe we're dealing with that corner of our childhood trauma this month. I don't know. Like. It's like a. Carousel, just like carousel of horror. Yeah, like the, the hypersexualization comes and goes. Because, okay. like, I don't have the energy to be a whore all the time. I'm normally too busy to be as slutty as I'd like to be. That's normally the big mm -hmm. issue. But, like, I, I've been um, social. If we want, I, 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 I've been consistently friendly. Yeah. If and, you, and where do you find? Most, is it is it Grinder? Is it Scruff? No, is it I, no, I'm I'm like lifetime ban blocked off Grinder. Fausto was trying to get me to get a new phone and a new Apple ID so I could get on Grinder yeah, again, and I'm like, right. it's not worth it. You could totally do that. I, uh, if you get a new phone, a new phone number, and a new Apple ID, you can get on Grinder again and, I, and start stalking that guy again. I, I don't. Uh, <laughs> I don't want to stalk anybody. You're like you're mine. So where do the where are the hookups come um i meet them off tinder a lot oh, i meet a lot like off tinder, tinder. yeah no i honestly i haven't been on i i have used sniffies in the past but i literally i used sniffies once i met one person on there and i like really like them so i just i haven't gone back to sniffies oh no mark you're really good at, at uh, sniffies is an app for finding se group sex in public well it's also like mm -hmm. it's so you can find individual encounters but also too they have like uh, places where people cruise for sex yes and so some places are, are more uh attuned to cruising mm -hmm. than other places because like up here in the north it's you know you have your summer months but if you go down south i would imagine in texas i was just like wow things are off the hook in austin but i would imagine places like in florida and and other mm -hmm. places in california those places are probably off the hook as well i am like kind of afraid of sniffies yeah. because I live like I live very close to like university campus. Mm -hmm. So like, I'm always afraid I'm going to like, are you sure you're an adult? Like, I just feel like I am so close to like walking into an almost bad decision because oh, you don't want to have sex with this, like a, a college student. Yeah. Because what if like, I don't know, they could be my student. Like, what if I, what if I see him at work? Like, what am I going to do then? Like, I don't know. Like I, I get very, I just, well, would if you much, don't know, you don't know. How I would, will they know? No one will know. I would How just would much rather know? deal with like grown ass adult, adult sure. people. I don't, yeah, I don't like, I, like, you know, I have had some sexy coworkers, but I never like ever had sex with coworkers. 
It's been a long time since mm-hmm. I've had sex with a coworker and or coworker's husbands. Ah. Uh, <laughs> bad decisions have been made in the past, yeah. but those are long ago in the past. But it's usually like young people who like wind up like I, mm-hmm. I worked in one restaurant and this gay guy mm-hmm. and this lesbian went to a party and they were like so drunk and they're like, I love you. No, I love you. Let's have sex. Guess what happens? The next the girl got pregnant. Of course. And he's gay. And he was gay and she's a lesbian. They of had course. a kid together. Of course. Oh, good for them. And I was just like, and I was kind of like flabbergasted by it. I was like, wow, what are I'm the not, odds? And that, the, kid, that kid came out waving a rainbow flag. You no, know? I think the odds are more for that than anything. Because who's tracking their ovulation less than a lesbian? That's exactly. right. Exactly. Why would you bother? Exactly. So she, she didn't know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and, you know, in terms of like, you know, those group sex things, Mark is always like, hey, do you want to go to this thing or that? And I'm like, <laughs> and I'm like it, you know, there ain't going to be nobody there that I want to host. So Sniffy's also has a, a place where you can post, like, you know, yeah. post group activity. Yeah, but like, I'm at this hotel. Everyone come fucking dig a hole in my ass so with a shovel. There is. I've noticed a lot in Chicago. There's a lot of cum dumps. So it's a bottom and he just wants a bunch of loads in his ass. And uh, uh, that's mostly what you see. But if you travel, like when we went to Austin, there's like more, it seems like group things. Mm-hmm. Where it's like a, an orgy. Austin, or, Texas. Austin, Texas. Or there's a circle jerk or something like I, that. Happens. I want to know what the hell is attractive about sticking your dick in a puddle. I really want to know what. Well, I think for the bottom, for the bottom, it's just like they want, you know, they want. No, a bunch I, of different I, dicks. I get what the bottom wants. I do not get the top. Who's mm-hmm. like, ooh, I'm the 14th dick in there tonight. Hmm, I love the rain. I like, I don't. Maybe because they get to watch the person before them fuck the guy or like there's a bunch of them all going at it, you know. And then I'm always, and then I'm always worried about like even if the bottom was like tested and like clean, you're sticking your dick where 14 loads of cum just were. Someone has something. Someone Wash has something. Wash, Wash your, your dick. dick. I don't know. That's a t-shirt. <laughs> I think somebody. You know, one time at IML, mm-hmm. International Mr. Leather Conference. Oh, I've Expo, heard. We play, um, if the door's open, go in. So oh. there's the, the the whole building, the whole hotel is like, you know, American Horror Story, only it's dicks, not murder. Mm-hmm. Although, you know, the line sometimes gets blurred. If your dick's really big, it could end in a murder. It could be vicious. And so we open one door. You know, we so you go from the top floor and you just go around and go down the stairs and we there was a door and there was a guy who was like he had a list. Well, first of all, he was a, a middle-aged German guy wearing a leather diaper and then he had a list on a his, diaper. A diaper um I it would look like a diaper. You could say they were shorts, but it was They were I, they looked yeah. like he pooped in them. Yeah, had a schist. schist in the diaper sausage. What did the side he had a list. He also had like a scorecard of how many loads he had taken that weekend and I think there was up to 30 or something. He had rules. Cuz he's German. Germans have to have the rules. You have to have rules cuz everything runs uh, on rules and regulations. Mm-hmm. One of them was like no other bottoms, no condoms, no pulling out. And I think it was just like, I forget what the other one was. You and, have to leave your love. And of room. course, it was like five or six of us walked in and was like, hey, what's going on? He's like, I'll talk. You know, I love no, he, it. He, he talked to us for a little bit. And then he, <laughs> Are you doing this guy's going to be uh, orgasming in my rectum? Is that ex- I hope that's exactly how I said it. I pray to fucking God it was the worst kids on the block sketch ever. And that's exactly how he said it. Mm. <sighs> now, now, here's the question everybody listening to the show wants to know. Mm. Have you guys ever had sex with a woman? A woman? A woman? Define sex. Well, you know, sticking your dick 
in or made out or or pleasured yourself or masturbated with a woman. Oh yeah. What was that like? High school. Yeah. <laughs> We all went. What do you mean? Like, I don't know. I, I, there was this one girl when I was in high school, she lived in my neighborhood and she ended up having this like house party our junior year or whatever. No, it was sophomore year. It was sophomore year because I was 15 and we drank an entire bottle of Captain Morgan and I don't remember everything, but I ate her pussy so good that she gave me a ride home from school for two and a half years after that. Damn. I had a ride Did home. Did you ever have to eat it again? Or that was just one time was good enough? One time was good enough. She wow. remembered. Mark was wow. so gorgeous. Like, a, you know, is still gorgeous. But like in his college years, mm-hmm. every woman was like, I'm going to turn him straight. Well, well he I also thought asked. he was bi back then. You know, and then, I mean, you know, most I've of your. sex with lots of women, yes. And most of your female friends, like. So you tell us more about the late 1980s. <laughs> Into the 90s. Oh, really? Oh, yeah. But as soon as Ricky Lake came on the TV, you said enough's enough. You- well, the last time I was in a situation, I think, with a woman was, I don't know, how many years? The ago? last time Mark fucked a woman, Oprah was skinny. You just think about that. <laughs> you just think about that each and every day of your I'm life. Open to the possibility. You're Perhaps, open. You've yes. been open to several possibilities. and They've all been named Frank. So I don't know what you mean. <laughs> Well, my, my, I was uh, living in Andersonville. I had just moved into the area, mm-hmm. and my roommate, um, who I forget, Stacy, I believe her name was. Her mom was so hot. She had a cousin who was a model for French Vogue. Uh, she was a supermodel. She paid lots of money. Her stuff. cousin was Iman. Basically. <laughs> and, I you escaped know, Africa. I mean, she was a tall, gorgeous woman with big breasts. Me too. And she had a breast lift mm-hmm. done. And she also um, was struggling with a heroin addiction. So her nipples were in line with her armpits, but she had track marks in her armpits. She had scars around her nipples going up into her neck like Mm. Frankenstein. Mm -hmm. And she had cut her own hair and dyed it. So she looked like Herman Munster. And she also wore like shoulder pads. And she looks. It makes your waist look smaller. Imagine Herman Munster with tits. I'm hard. But she was like gorgeous. Mm-hmm. You know, sil- she was like a early pioneer of that silicone enhanced lip I'm look, screaming. you know. And she must have relapsed and I was alone with her getting ready to to you know, I was going to have a birthday party mm-hmm. and I was making my birthday cake. And she comes into the kitchen. You had to make your own birthday cake. Well, this is was, the saddest story I've ever heard. Oh, no. I always sometimes make my own birthday cake. But anyway, so she comes into the kitchen high as fuck. She had definitely dropped something. And she's just standing there. And she, she walks in the pantry for like good 20 minutes, just standing there with the lights off. Yeah. And then she comes out and she's like, fuck me, Fausto. I'm so fucking horny. Don't you want to fuck a supermodel for your birthday? I was like, I have to make my birthday cake. That's how gay you were. You'd rather fuck. That's you were worried about the wrong yeast that night. You really were. (laughs) I, I am truly, (laughs) I was drawing, I was writing happy birthday Fausto on my own cake. Okay. Because this, see, this is why we get along because before (laughs) I came to record this beautiful podcast, you wouldn't believe it, but I was at a bar and what, um, what? really indeed a, a gay or a straight one a straight bar. Well, it's the only kind I go to. You don't go to gay bars. Absolutely not. You're allergic to them. I, I'm allergic to gay bars, gay people, gay. Well, except us. I, <laughs> 
He I, tolerates uh, us. Early. I have to take an allergy shot before I come over here, but um, uh, and Benadryl so I can sleep the way off. But um, no, I was at a bar before I came over here, and there was uh, like an ad showing on one of the TVs, yeah. and uh, the only thing I saw in the ad was Juliette Lewis, and I'm like, oh, I'm gonna love this TV show. I need to know what the hell this is. I'm so excited because I knew it had oh, Juliette it? Lewis in it. And then I watched the end of the advertisement, and the TV show is called Welcome to Chippendales. The dicks didn't get me. The female actresses from the early 1990s did. That's how gay I am. You would rather bake a cake than fuck, and I would much rather see like just a good actress from back in the day than a dick jumping around on a thong. Like we're gay, but we're like gayer than like we're gay like an object, more like gay like a man. Now it's different. One thing that Mark and I share in common, and I don't know if this is like necessarily true today. But something that triggers us mm-hmm. is the scent of coconut in terms of like suntan lotion. <laughs> what happened with the coconut suntan well, when lotion? When you're a young kid, it's what you used to jerk off with, right? That's right. What? Yeah. Because, yeah. you know, this is like today, parents are like, I got you some silicone platinum lube. No for one's you. buying their kids lube. No one's taking their some kids to Drag Queen parents. Story Hour and no one is fucking <laughs> buying their kids lube and telling them to get fucked in the ass and get on prep first. No d- there is no fucking liberal commercial happening in anyone's life. That's not that's not real. And that's so, not real. So yeah, so Mark, I don't know if this is true for new people generations of LGBTQ people, but it's like for Mark and I you know, it was putting on that suntan lotion and having that like glistening skin and the smell of the coconut. Mm -hmm. And you're just like, your dick gets hard and you just, uh, you know, destroy it. It is weird right now. (sighs) It's horny. I'm hard. Why aren't you hard? (laughs) It's the things that you associate with sex that aren't sexy. That becomes so strange later on. (laughs) No, this is really funny. So as all of the listeners know, I work on a beautiful YouTube channel called Black Music Archive. We have over 81,000 subscribers, and we'd love you to be the next one. Subscribe. And um, we do a lot of... We do a lot of... Yeah, subscribe. We do a lot of music education um, content over there, and we're currently working on a video of a singer who I, I don't want to necessarily say who it is yet because I want to leave some excitement in the air. But like, this was a beautiful, amazingly popular singer from the '70s and '80s. And when I was having to study to work on her video, and you know, my producer sent me these clips to listen to. There's this one song that I turn on, and I'm like, "Why do I know this? And why am I horny?" And I just kept listening, kept listening to it. It was a song I hadn't heard in like two years because like my ex-boyfriend used to play that specific song from like 1976, like 80% of the time before we had sex. And that was oh. Tina Marie, Lover Girl? You wish. You <laughs> wish. I want to be your love girl. I'm of the generation where everybody I know had sex to the Sade album. Oh, yeah. That's a good album to fuck Everyone to. fucked a shot A. Yeah. The sweetest taboo. <laughs> That's why I'm But it's weird when enough you. time has passed mm-hmm. to where you don't understand the association, but your mm-hmm. body remembers. Mm-hmm. Your body remembers before your brain does. Mm-hmm. And it's like, oh. My friend Smitty, uh, who I worked with when I was in Germany, he was ex-Air uh, Force. He was, he was probably like my age now, and I was mm-hmm. like, in my, like your age. So we mm-hmm. kind of had a similar relationship. He talked a lot, and he would tell me about like the old days. And he said back in the day, you would have a reel-to-reel tape, mm-hmm. and you would try and get <laughs> music, and you would record songs, you'd get people's uh, albums, or you'd rent albums, or you'd buy stuff, and you'd put them on this reel-to-reel, and then you could just put this on. And it was like 
90 minutes of, of music, mm-hmm. which is like nowadays. Original mixtape. Yeah, original mixtape. And so it, it was a big contraption. And you, you put it on and bring the lady over and you just make love to her all night. And he's just like, you fill it up and he called it with a, a pussy begging music. Pussy begging music. <laughs> That's hilarious. Very white. Very white. Yeah. So every now and then I hear a song, I'm just like, this is pussy begging music, Fausto. They, they used to call them make out records yeah. if you wanted to be classy. Mm. But yeah, it's pussy begging music. Mm-hmm. Well, that's what like K-Tel in the in the 80s, you know, mm-hmm. they used to sell these albums, you know, it's a romancing mm-hmm. by the fireplace. And it's like, you know, Barry White mm-hmm. seducing you with this. My lady love. <clears throat> My lady love. Well, you know, in the 70s, My and, lady love. In the 70s and 80s, when they were like debuting new artists a lot, black or white, but a lot of b- back then, they would purposely make like an artist's first single to be like a makeout record, like a song you could fuck to, because then they might buy the album to listen to the rest of it. Mm-hmm. Like uh, Bette Midler's first single was, do ya, do ya, do ya wanna dance? Do ya, do ya, do ya, do ya wanna dance with me, baby? Baby. So many people got pregnant to that 1972. <laughs> you have no idea. And then um, a woman who we did a video on on the YouTube channel on Black Music Archive, Melissa Morgan. One of her first big songs when she came out in the late 80s was literally called Do Me Baby. Mm. She didn't do a whole lot of bump and grind music, but that first song, you better believe, Do Me Baby. You know? Hot. You need a. I don't know. You know, like uh, in terms of like sexy music, I know some guys. And I've hooked up with guys that, you know, and this is the guys who like to be on drugs when you're having sex with them. They love to play. Can you feel it? I can feel it. Let's feel it. Woo! You know, I had a dude play Eminem during sex and I've never been so in- uh, just insulted. Insulted. Eminem. Eminem. I prefer like, like the green or the, or the, or the brown Eminem. Okay, how hard do you want me to hit you? <laughs> like, you get to pick the velocity because it's going to happen. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Lose yourself in the music, the motion. And I want him to lose more than my fucking self. I want to lose that guy. Fuck oh, it. Yeah. Did you I mean, ever ask him to turn the music off? No, I no, I'm just I just try to come faster and leave quicker. Mark, you, you hooked up with a guy who couldn't stop playing. He was Celine Dion, was <gasps> it? That's amazing. Oh. Was it Celine Dion or was it was a Madonna? I think it was Celine Dion. I think it was Celine Dion. Yeah. <laughs> and I was just like, this is not, no, you got to turn this off. I mean, but no. but he drove all night. And then there's people, they come Me on, they're like, they have phone. TV on when you come over and you're just like. Turn that what, fucking shit off. The, the TV on? No. Yeah. And they're playing like. Now, if you were watching football or something and you wanted to just, whatever, but no. No. Oh, okay. So what's on the TV has to be really butch. The t- what's, being, what's on the TV has to make you horny. They can't just be at home watching Jackie Brown or some no. Quentin, or Pulp Fiction. They can't no. just be enjoying a nice night Can from I the talk 90s. To Jackie Brown? I have. Uh, some guy sucked my dick and I fingered his ass to Jackie Brown. Street Life. I could, I could, I could fuck to Street Life. That my, song. One of my favorite songs Shaft. is the last song on Jackie Brown in the credits, mm-hmm. Across 110th Street by Bobby Womack. Oh, we have to watch that together sometime. We do. But, you know, it's like. Pam Greer's like supposed to be mixed for two hours. Shaft. <laughs> Shaft, the, the soundtrack is very sexy. But it's like, for me, and maybe this is true for you, too. If there's a really good song or a movie play on TV it distracts me from the sex. So I'm like, I don't want nothing. And I noticed that a lot of people who are like kind of in the closet or they're worried that their neighbors are going to find out that they're gay. Mm-hmm. They don't want the, uh, 
uh, you know, happening. Well, it's also because they live in an apartment building and they have neighbors and maybe they don't want everyone to hear them fuck just like they don't want to hear their neighbors fuck. Yeah, I guess so. Like, I remember when my neighbor, this is over now, but like my next door neighbor, him and his girlfriend were just routinely horny between 6 and 7 a.m. Like, they were literally fucking like every other day for like a month at like 6.15 in the morning. Wow. And yeah, like, well, you can. I guess. Make hay while the sun shines. But like, Throw I don't know. Coffee. If I'm if I'm stirring coffee or percolating or do whatever the fuck, <laughs> I don't know what the kids call it anymore. No one knows what a percolator is. Yeah, because <laughs> yeah. let me tell you, if I'm making drip coffee, you probably just want to get out of there by that point. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. You know, I guess that sort of like with with sex, it's it is, and I'm kind of curious to hear from the listeners. Like, you know, you guys are hearing all this like roller coaster ride, this outrageousness mm-hmm. stuff, and you know, do we have it good? Are we? I mean, it just sounds like we're kind of living in this like golden age, and you know, it, it always feels like there's some deadly disease or some horrible thing happening about to happen that's going to like take away all this like promiscuity or opportunity that's happening. Do you remember? I, I it's always a threat, but yeah. it never actually ends up happening. Have you ever seen the movie? Uh, have you ever seen the movie Blazing Saddles? Of course, yeah. You know the yeah. Ma- Madeline Conpart Thelma von Stupp or whatever yeah. her name is. I feel exactly like her. I've been with hundreds again. I've been with hundreds of men again and again. It's always the same tune. Well, Madeline Kahn is the you know famous for that. No, 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 no. Yes. No, 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 no. Yes. No, 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 Yes. No, 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 no. Yes. No, no, no. Which is how every gay man is at a bar. No, 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 no. Yes. No, 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 no. Yes. Oh, no, no. You said yes to me. I wanted to say yes to you first. No, 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 no. Yes. And for me, it's like with marijuana and edibles and Mark and I kind of the same way. It's like Mark and I will get stoned and we will just like crack each other up. Mm-hmm. And one time I hooked up with a guy and he was like, Hey, do you want to smoke some pot and, you know, get and I'm like, well, if you're all out of meth and I'm like, okay, I'm just warning you. I'm a little daffy, you know, uh, G shuck shilly. And he was just like, get the hell out of here. He was so mad. I was so, uh, I was like, you know, and I, I, mm-hmm. he's one of those people. I was like, oh, he died from COVID. Well, I hadn't go. seen him in years, you know, but it's and always I was those walking people. my dog down the street and I saw him walking. I was like, Hey, how's it going? He's still mad about it. Really? Yeah. He was just like, now were you, now was he like showing cool. you his grandmother's ashes and you were like, he like, was it no, like- he was, he was looking at my, I'll tell you this. He was looking at my butthole and I thought it was the most hilarious thing. Oh, there was, you go. That's why and he, I was laughing. My what, ass what, was he just like staring at it? Like it was his favorite movie. Was he watching it? Like it was been. Bonanza? It was. Like he was on pay-per-view. Okay. <laughs> Did he give you the 1999? He didn't give me any money for it. But you know, the more muscle I, I do build, it's like people are now starting to be like, I'll give you 400 bucks to fuck me in the ass. Okay. And I'm just like, I need at least a thousand. I have to get back to the guy from before. Yeah. So in the moment when he's <laughs> staring at your asshole and you can't stop laughing. Yeah, staring I'm, into the void. Is is he spreading your ass or are you spreading your ass? I'm not doing nothing. That's that because he's be, not doing anything. Because it'd be really funny. It. It'd be really funny if you were holding your ass cheeks open like a window and couldn't stop laughing. Like that know, would just I don't know why that would just make it infinitely funnier. I just want to fart. You know. <laughs> You, you need to be put down, <laughs> put away Fit to be tied. Uh, and, 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 you know, and, and it was just so ridiculous a, a situation. And he just like, he felt like I was disrespecting him. 
and insulting him. Cause you were, you were, cause when you laughed at that moment, you were laughing at his stupid little erection. That's what you were doing. You were laughing at his sexual energy. The fact that he was turned on by whatever was going down, you laughed at that and you invalidated every response. In his mind, that's Maybe. how he's taking it. Yeah. That's how he's taking it. You know how it. some people get paranoid when they're stoned? Yeah. Well, I mean, I've, I've never experienced that, but I've seen it in others. But you know, and I think that's how he reacted, which I'm just very naturally silly, you know? Mm -hmm. So, so it's, it was a situation where <laughs> I'm still laughing about it. Cause it, it was, it was very a situation. Like we remember this one with uh, Tracy Tyler, she would hook up with guys and she talked about this on the podcast mm -hmm. extensively. They would find out she's trans and get super mad about it. Of course. But how people and die. kick her kick her out of their apartment. They were like, before you leave, let me see it. Of course. And it's like, let me see it again. Like it was like they would want to look at her genitals and then they like kick her out. No, before you leave, one more time, let me see it. So the guy like couldn't decide whether he wanted to have sex with her, you know? Mm -hmm. So he kept looking at her genitals because he couldn't accept that a beautiful, large blonde woman would have a, you know, dong. Well, stranger things have happened. Yeah. And, you know, it's like, that's why it's like, we have so many opportunities, so many uh, people in the world. As Mae West said, you got to taste all the fruit. You got to shake every vine. You have Drink been all tasting the all the fucking fruit. You really have. Yeah. Both the kumquats and the kiwis. Oh, God. And they keep coming quat, don't they? <laughs> don't they? <laughs> I don't, um, now, on, on unrelated news, uh, yeah. Mike Tyson is teaming up with uh, Evander Holyfield, mm -hmm. the guy who bit the ear off. In like 1994. Mm -hmm. Yeah, for a cannabis uh, gummy um, product that is... Uh, THC and Delta 8, yeah. THC infused. And it's a gummy ear with a little bite taken out. Ear lobes are chewy. And uh, <laughs> Holyfield was like, you know, I, I, I thought about getting involved in this. And I was like, well, Mike hasn't done anything really terrible in a long time. So I thought, why not? There you go. And Mike Tyson said, if I was on cannabis, I wouldn't have bit his ear. Mm -hmm. There you go. He says cannabis changed his life. If you feel like biting somebody, get an edible. Yeah. I think that's their marketing campaign. I'm at the age now. It's like edibles is just basically like a sleeping pill. You know, like because well, that's the kind of edibles I buy you. I just don't want to be taking edibles. edibles oh, you put them to bed at night. You give them the oh, yeah. you give them the Benadryl so you can go out and mommy can have fun and party. Okay, uh, it's not like that at all. Man. <laughs> I just tuck him into bed and, and and let him go off to. Drink you give him one of the Casey Anthony I... fucking chloroform wipes, <laughs> and you just go out with Sleep. no questions. Peace will come yeah. soon. Yeah. Mm. No, it, it, part of it is like part you know, of it. Well, just, you know, as you get older, it's like, you know, drugs are more about like getting a good night's sleep than anything else. Well, mm -hmm. for some people. But, you know, I know some people who show up to work high or drunk and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you're raising your hand. I know. I work with people and they're just kind of like, oh, my edible just kicked in. I'm just like, good for you. I want to sleep. I went shopping with one of my um, straight yeah. with one of my straight guy friends uh, last weekend. Mm -hmm. And like I saw him get out of the Uber and he was like. My edible's gonna kick in in about ten minutes, so we'll see if I buy anything ugly. Like he, he just knew. <laughs> like people like taking that gamble. Mm -hmm. People like getting high and not not knowing when it's gonna hit and what situation they're gonna be in when it hits. People love that. I think some people like go to work with an edible and I'm not knowing if it's gonna take half an hour or two hours to kick in, and they pray to God they're talking to their boss or a customer when they feel it. Mm -hmm. I think they just want to feel something in their lives. I, I took some mushrooms not too long ago. A friend came and they I had some, they worked. some chocolate. Oh, you don't get you don't get off of mushrooms. Mushroom. No, hallucinogens don't work on me because I already live in one. Oh, 
and I forgot I had taken it. You know what I mean? I knew I took it, but then I, but we were talking and involved in other things. And then I walked the dog outside. And as soon as I walked out the front door, it just like I was like, oh, I took some mushrooms, and now I'm mm-hmm. high. All right, let's go for this walk. Oh, and and, and you went like walking for an hour, no, and your I poor was, dog's like. Mm-hmm. <sighs> <sighs> I, I did shrooms twice. Nothing really happened. I did acid once. I don't even think it was real acid. I think it was like a research mm-hmm. chemical because like I felt something, but not. I don't know. Molly? No, I don't want to take anything that's going to make me love everybody. Oh, no. That sounds like that hell to me. That might break you. I have too much hate in my heart. Like, I can't. <laughs> I can't go that way. No, not at all. But I just figure the reason why none of that stuff ever works is because, like, wherever you go when you're on acid, I just live there. Like, I am really just permanently in hallucination land, and that's why it only makes sense to me, and that's fine. I mean, you know, I would feel like most drugs kind of do the same thing. So I just do whatever's available, you know? I, I don't mm-hmm. see much of a distinction between anything, you know? Except, if I see a yeah. pill on the ground... well, will take it. yeah. Oh, and one time I saw a mushroom cap on the ground at a comedy club, and I just put it in my mouth. <gasps> that could have been poison. Who cares? We'll be fine. You what do you think it was? Shrooms. I think a comic had shrooms, and they were. And I think some fell out. But, um, yeah, no, and if it was poison, I'm from Appalachia. Like, I've already eaten all the dirt that there is. Like, it's fine. It's Appalachia fine. is where Dolly Parton's from. Yep. She's from Tennessee, and I'm from the state above that. She, uh, her charities uh, are $100 million richer today. Uh, Jeff Bezos... From Amazon, the owner of Amazon, uh, said he's going to give away most of his fortune to charity. When he dies, not while he's around. So charity is his girlfriend. <laughs> oh, Jeffy, you're the best. <laughs> no, and Dolly Parton. If they could see me now. If they could see me. <laughs> so he's giving uh, most of, you know, part of it is I think it's, um, you know, they're just getting away with paying a state tax and taxes of course general, not that's yeah. the only reason why rich people give away it's because they're only giving what they would have to spend in taxes so like you could pay his employees of course not you know like I, people that i know for work for amazon like broke ass mm-hmm. you know and i'm like you give it to flint michigan and solve their water crisis well you know also I mean? like i remember when i was a little kid 16 or 17 dollars an hour was like actually like a lot of money yeah like when I was now a little past. No, that's dead. Yeah. That is I, a dead. Sand, like if you go out, a sandwich in some places is like 15 bucks. Yeah. You know what I mean, you shouldn't have to work an hour for a sandwich. No. Well, and you know, we're complaining about inflation here in the United States. Uh, in, in Canada, especially Northern Canada, they're having a crisis because all their food is like tripled or quadrupled in price. Mm-hmm. And Canadians are like basically. Uh, uh, Starving, you know, because they can't afford to buy food on mm-hmm. in the grocery store shelves. Well, time to eat your neighbor. Jeffrey Dahmer had a good idea. So I'm like, you know, maybe Jeff Bezos do something. All to, the Jeffs have the all ideas. The Jeffs. Yeah, <laughs> Jeff Dunham, the, ra- uh, the racist puppet guy. <laughs> God, I just thought he was going to be able to retire quietly. What happened to Jeff? So people don't know Jeff Dunham is the guy. He he he's the the puppeteer. Does the. Uh, the jalapeno is the Mexican, and then it was the terrorist skull. He doesn't and- have a Puerto Rican puppet, so you're not offended yet. <laughs> but does he have a gay one? Yeah, he has like a little gay purple monkey. Actually, it was a like an ape or something. Yeah, yeah. which made me feel Peanuts. beautiful as a black man. But and I you know, and 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 then you know, there's a bar here in town, and there was a guy who's kind of doing a, a, a basically a knockoff of Madame, mm-hmm. and his name is uh, Jennifer Holiday. No. Ah! 
Don't sully her beautiful Jer- name like that. Jerry Holiday. How dare you? And it was at a bar called Touche, a leather Touché. bar. And they were celebrating their 45th anniversary. And so, you know, he pulls out this this black puppet of a woman. It's, it's a, a Madame knockoff. Yeah. Well, I mean, you, you say and it's Shirley a Madame Kulaker knockoff. Laker, but, you know, Waylon, Ma- Waylon Flowers and Madame was an act that was funny. It was mm. brilliant. It was insightful. It was, it was 1978. Fantastic. It was 1978. You know, it was... I thought it was hysterical. You know what I mean? Uh, this act is not that. It's a knockoff. It, it's, it's tired old racist jokes. Right. So, I mean, to compare them to uh, as the same, it's okay. They're both puppeteers, but there's nothing about this act that reminds me of that act. But it does remind me of Jeff Dunham's work. And it also reminds okay. me of Shirley Q. Licker's work. And yes. it's like, you know, people who kind of like a... F- Fans of that mm-hmm. would probably look at Jennifer Holiday's puppets. Don't say that. <laughs> Jerry. Jerry Holiday. Halliday. Halliday. Jennifer Holiday is a musician with an active career who needs all the good publicity she can get. And I am telling you. So anyway, they they yeah. uh, they bring him in for this act, and they and you know it's a lot of racist stereotypes. It's jokes about like having a bunch of kids and watermelon and and being promiscuous and uh, you know this guy's a white guy. He's yeah. a white old uh, racist old white, white guy. guy. And you know lo- thank. Thankfully, a couple people in the audience were just like, uh, excuse me, this is uh, 2022. Is this really an act that should be being performed? Oh, no. And, there were people and, in the and, audience that were like, this and, is and, bullshit. And then there yeah. was, yeah. And so he was say, saying that. And, the, you know, and people, are, the guy's like, well, if you don't like it, leave. Who wants his people to leave? And a lot of audience members were just like, yeah, get, if you don't like it, leave. So he left. I have a couple friends that, that were there and they were like, they left. The weird thing about it, too, is just like. They mentioned that they had seen something and it was a performance that they left. The first thing in my mind, for some reason, was like they, they saw a racist puppet, and then it came uh, out. Because you were racist. thinking of me. <laughs> no, because we had a very similar experience at IML many, many years ago. There was a person who was uh, we were being filmed for something. They were also filming somebody else, and he also it was also a white gay guy who had a black female puppet and we're just like listen i i don't care if you film him for that stuff but if you're you're doing like a video montage and you're including us please do not include that puppet in anything with us because we won't share it because i'm not going to share it yeah you know what i mean and the guy was just like why what's wrong with that i'm just like well don't make me explain it to you well i of course i'm going to explain it because this is also like 2009 2008 it was a while ago and so some people are you know they're not caught up and so I kind of explained. Yeah, we just had the new black president and everything. Nobody knew what the <laughs> fuck was happening. Yeah, racism, yeah. racism didn't exist in 2009. But I'm yeah. just saying, like, we are, would you not say that people in 22 are much more aware of this than they would be in 2009? I think people are much more aware of how they're expected to behave in public. I don't think anybody feels anything yeah. different than they did 15 okay. years ago. So, they know how to talk the talk and walk so the walk I explained now. So I explained it to the, to the producer, and, you know, what does he do? He goes and talks to that talent and said they don't want to include any of that kind of stuff. And so okay, I... Yeah, a crush on him and I had to yeah and so I had to explain to the talent I was just like and I explained to him and that person also performed at the grabbies which is like the gay porn awards or something with that puppet and I believe that there was some blowback at that event as well Mm -hmm. about that and so you know I explained to him I'm like listen I'm not going to tell you what to do. That's your art. If you feel like that's something you want to do, go ahead and do it. I just don't want to be involved in it and I want to tell you why because you know it's disparaging to black women and he understood it and he got it, and he stopped doing that puppet. So, but the thing you know, about it is, I think people you know, have there's room for change yeah. for some people. But this, and this guy says he's retiring the puppet, but he's also saying he's never had any blowback about this puppet ever. And we, I just feel like 
he had somebody somewhere has had to have said something to him about this puppet. Well, he's not going to admit to that, you know, right. and part of it is uh, what I'm th- finding interesting about this is that some, you know, the puppet is kind of like a form of blackface, right? It's, it's a, yeah. uh, whether it's Jeff Dunham or the guy at IML or, or, or J- Jerry holiday. Um, it, it's, they're wanting to sort of like, you know, punish or hurt someone else by making a puppet that's this proxy for this, you know, bigotry that they have. Why do you think they're smart enough to do any of that? What if smart? No, 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 no. To have any of these layers into it, you're saying that they have to be intelligent. They're not smart at all. What if they're just stupid? (laughs) What if if all those layers don't exist? What if they just thought it would be a good idea because they're dumb and then it wasn't and they don't understand why because they're dumb. I don't think that could very well be. I don't think those two are mutually exclusive. Like they're stupid and they are, you know, the the puppet is a proxy for something else. You know? I don't think they understand it that way. They so don't to, understand so it that to way. ask them to try and take any responsibility for it is fruitless because they didn't look at it that way. So sure. try and get them to see it from that lens and see that they did I'm anything not, wrong. I'm not You're trying not to get anybody to see anything from them. I'm just I'm trying to understand why are puppeteers so racist? Just like Christian clowns. Like, why are Christian fundamentalists attracted to clowning? Because because minstrelsy is the only native indigenous American form of theater. That's why. Oh, those are strong words. No, it's a fucking fact. Minstrelsy is the only type of live performance that we originated in this fucking country that we didn't steal from someone else and change. So if everything that we do comes back to that, why are we surprised? Read a fucking book, learn the history of the country. What about like jazz or hip hop? Those kinds of things. Are, are those not like native to the United States? No, I don't think they're. I don't look at that as a native because that's. I'm. You're talking about a musical structure. Okay. I'm talking about performance art. Okay. Like those musical structures, jazz. I mean, yes, that is highly American, but that also takes like Western structure to do what it does. Hip hop, yeah, but again, we have to take the English language to do all that stuff. So it, I'm talking about a performance yeah. art structure. So it's interesting you bring art. up the 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 whole sort of idea of all that. Because uh, Republicans, you know, in this past election, they didn't get the takeover that they were wanting to. The red wave. The red wave. But one thing they were like, as soon as we get in power, the first thing we're going to do, not lower inflation, not lower gas prices or whatever it is. Their first step was to ban federal funding of drag queen story hours. Mm -hmm. Like that was their major threat. Mm. And and to me, I'm just like, you know, let the drag queens read to kids or not. It's like, it doesn't really. Their only priority is that they have no priority. Let's yeah. go back to Touche just because yeah. I think I want to uh, just kind of close the, the chapter on this. You know, it was a stupid performance and the, the organization, the bar was called out on it uh, by many people online. But uh, Onyx, which is the because Touche is a leather bar, uh, Onyx, which is the black men's leather group here in Chicago, um, you know, put out a statement condemning it and then asking for some kind of amends to be made they were going to have a a forum at the leather archives and museum to talk about the event but it was canceled for like pretty much the owner said he was sick yeah i'm dealing with them (laughs) (laughs) and so you know some people are saying you should boycott touche but you know onyx people are like you don't need to boycott you should still support the people that work there uh so uh you know we're just kind of like it's a wait and see kind of situation to see where this kind of all ends up. Well, you know, I want to see more diversity in, in queer spaces. Mm -hmm. It's better for everybody. It's a better experience. It's a better time. You know, at the same time, I don't want to see like, 
you know, this, the bigotry and the racism of, you know, these individuals limit the spaces that we have to socialize. I don't know. Sometimes I feel like separate's better because when I look at the way people, when I look at all the trouble yeah. we get into, it does, I, sometimes I just think we need to go to boy and girl schools because we haven't learned how to play together nicely. Like sometimes we just got to separate them like like single mothers, just like, nope, yeah. m- nope, nope. We're going to Catholic school. You're just <laughs> not dealing with it. You're not playing with boys. I don't want to hear about it because can't act right. But can't you're a person right. who doesn't hang out in gay bars. Absolutely not. I'm disgusted. So that's not a space that is appealing to you. Yeah, because every time I go to a gay bar, I get molested. So that's not fun for me. So, no, I'm not going back. So no. you feel like you're you're sexually harassed? I feel like everyone is, and some people just choose to accept it, and I will not. And so that's why you don't like going to them? Yeah, no. Not for, not for me. And, you know, that is, a, that is another issue. It's like, you know... I think, you know, he, but the thing is, is, you can't fix that issue because yeah. no one's going to be able to hold up a sign and be like, hey, this is the no one's going to stick a finger up your ass bar and I'm going to be first in line like that. Also, <laughs> th- th- that that doesn't exist. There's no marketing you know, to make me want to yeah. go back in there. I mean, so, the, like, I hope y'all have fun out there, but like it ain't for me there, and you just know, do whatever you do. Truth that when you go out to some of these bars, especially when, people, you know, drugs and alcohol are, are involved, involved so you yeah. can often be victimized. People grope you. They touch you. They, you know, and it's like. It's, you know, and people wonder, like, why do people after you get to a certain age stop going out? As well, much? I don't worry. I'm sick of that. I don't worry about me being victimized. I worry about them getting victimized because I'll kick their fucking ass. Like, I, I genuinely I, I worry for them and their safety. I would love to see you beat the shit out of somebody. Oh, it happens. Especially if they, especially if they had it coming. Oh, it has do happened. you beat them with a hairbrush? You'll find out. <laughs> <laughs> I just picture you pulling out a hairbrush and just, oh, boom. My grandma famously whooped all of her kids with a yellow Avon hairbrush. So you know what's in my bloodline. <laughs> you know, do you still have that? I have a lot of her shit. Do you for, have her hairbrush? I don't have the hairbrush. I do have. See if I can find you one. For I, I have her old. Um, I have her old Corel dishes and her uh, uh, Pilgrim print Pyrex. I kept to like you know the old lady kitchenware. You know, uh, Matt, you're like the comedy equivalent of what was that? Pearl Bailey getting her pinky toe shot off. <laughs> Boomerang. Absolutely. Was that that it? Yes. Yes, right to the back of the thighs. All right. I'll see if I can get you that. Yeah, eBay it. You're about to lose your hard drive there, Mm. baby. Mm. Uh, So, hey, guys, follow Matt Brown, Miss MS. MS Brown Comedy on TikTok, on Instagram, MsBrownComedy.com. If you just, like, want to buy, like, a blimp and have it put Miss Brown Comedy in the sky, I'd appreciate it. MS stands for multiple slayings. Sure. I mean, slay the boots house down, mama. I can't even I can't even pretend if you if you're gay and you talk like that, don't call me. Don't follow me because I won't have anything to say to you. I wish you well, but I won't have anything to say to you. Come on, Miss Brown. Slay those jokes on us. Yes, girl. Come on, mama. Live work. Why am I nauseous? The category is category is vomit. (laughs) (laughs) Follow him on social media. Go see. You do like. 30 shows in a weekend. You had like oh, five shows this past Yeah, weekend? no, this past weekend I did five shows in three days. Two wow. two on Friday, two on Saturday, one on Sunday, and I sang on the Sunday show because I never stop. I'm like the Energizer Bunny. You were... And where are you playing out this week? Off where am I playing at this week? Uh, your father's bedroom. Um, father's yeah, bed. exactly. I like him old. Uh, what's that? <laughs> what's that old Sam Kinison joke? Even after your dead life keeps fucking you in the ass. Anyway, um, over. Oh yeah, I'm gonna be doing a show at this lovely venue called Get in the Kitchen with this lovely drag queen called Ginger Ambrosia on Tuesday the 22nd. After she hears this, she won't want to get 
near you because you're so, like yeah. you're making fun of me. Oh, I make fun of her to her face. And um, then on the 29th, I'm going to be do I'm going to be performing at Soho House, which is like Some a very house. Soho House, which is like a very bougie, very elegant, very ritzy venue that's like exclusive to get into in Chicago. So at Some Ho's House. Can you get me on the list? Um, what I, day of the week is that? It's they're both on Tuesdays, darling. The twenty second and 29th I'll go to some hoe's house. I you are the hoe, and this is your house. That's what we. <laughs> <laughs> is, is there going to be uh, refreshments served? Oh yeah, no, there's a bar. Well, yeah. All right, yeah, too yeah, classy it's one of for those me. Places that like has hotel rooms, and when you go in there, they have like albums and a record player. Yeah, and it, you're just like, what? You hooked up with somebody? Yeah, yeah, house, at right? some hall's house. Yeah, you were, um, you were one of the hookers with Donald Trump. You're in the P tape. Yeah, because <laughs> that's always what I think goes on in those like hotel rooms. It's totally what it it's goes. really fancy. Wait a so you think so? So sorry, Soho House is is a ritzy place. I think it's pretty elegant. Yeah, for oh. for young people. Mm-hmm. You should get out We've more. been there. It's been fun. You should get have fun. <laughs> I want to remind folks we can't do this podcast without your support. So if you're not a Plus yeah. member yet, sign up today at feastoffun.com slash plus because your contribution to this show is what makes this show happen. You can also join us on Patreon at patreon.com slash feastoffun. Holidays are coming up. Maybe you'd like to make a donation to your favorite podcast, which I hope is Feast of Fun. It's Giving Tuesday. Oh, it's Giving Tuesdays coming up, right? Yes. So, yes. So, uh, feastoffun.com slash donate, but you can also just do a, a Venmo cash app. Just send it to Fausto because you need some money. <laughs> <laughs> I'm broke, honey. No, uh, listen, I don't care what you stuff in my stocking as long as it's hard and hot. Good, you're getting my fist up to the elbow. Oh, shit. <laughs> Thanks for listening, everybody. <laughs> bye bye. <laughs>